If you enjoy this video, do subscribe by pressing this button below. You'll be the first to be informed of any posting that I make. Shalom. Goodbye. Blessed to be stressed by all these senses. I, um, I looked at the questions and I'm just so amazed at the understanding and um, just uh, the questions shows that there's been a lot of learning and a lot of uh, assimilation of the information. Now it's a clarification that's needed and I'm going to have um, Jehu and Christine uh, ask me the question. Uh, they sent me um, so that I can have a preview. So I did have preview the, the questions. So they, as they ask me, I will go over them. Um, and then yes, uh, I will do that. It, it will give everybody another. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, the first question is, um, please tell us the different walls and when this will happen, i.e. the temple that will be built and when the sacrifices start will cause the nations to gather together and come against Israel. Will this be the Armageddon? Is this going to be a nuclear war? Okay. This is a question about the different kinds of wars that are coming, when, where, how we're going to know we are closer to the, to, to the time of these conflicts. Uh, this, that's a very important question. I'm going to go through a number of uh, things to clarify what's before us. First of all, all these things are going to happen, the wars that we're talking about, are going to happen during this Shemitah, meaning from the signing of the Abrahamic Accord and the beginning of the 70th week of Daniel. All these wars are scheduled to happen during this decade. And of course, well, I'll explain more on that. But basically, any moment, we're in the any moment uh, regarding these wars. Now, they, they will be what I call regional wars. That is in Matthew 24, 9 to 7. Wars and rumors of wars. So there will be continual regional conflicts here and there. In other words, global political instability, geopolitical conflicts are going to continue. Uh, there's not going to be peace. We're going to have uh, the economic, first of all, it's going to be the economy, the, the total economic collapse that is scheduled for this decade is coming. Whole nations are going to go bankrupt. Uh, that's how the Antichrist takes over the control of the world is through this global economic collapse, the collapse of the, the supply chain, the, supply, the, the, the collapse of the banking, the, the collapse of, uh, of all the, the mega financial institutions, global financial markets all go into chaos. That's part of this Shemitah. This is the Shemitah in which we'll see major, major um, financial instability to the degree that the only thing that is going to be left for nations to do is they've always done through the centuries. That is to go to war. When nations can't solve their internal problems, they go to war. They need an external enemy. So we are now, uh, in, in good text in English, we are fixing to go to war. 
uh, that's why we, we we saw what's happening as we'll talk about um, the big war that has been asked here, the question about uh, the uh, the war with China. Um, and uh, of course, I'll come back to the temple, how it relates to the uh, to the other war. But let's let's right now talk about the um, the causes of the war, all the 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 the, the factors that create instability are there today, beginning with the global um, pandemic. And that is leading to a global financial crisis. And that will lead to the international conflicts of biblical proportion. So we are, we are going towards the time in which we need wisdom from God, strategic uh, planning, uh, strategic investments, um, being wise, very wise, because your 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 your, your reserves, the, the you know the money that you've been putting away for the rainy day, may be wiped out, just like we saw during the the Second World War and during the depression that has happened. Um, we saw that in countries like um, Zimbabwe, where when um, the value of their money went to zero. So that is very possible because of the global financial, economic, and social predicament we're in. That is why we, as the people of God, this is an opportunity to say something about it. We need to be good stewards. And good stewards are those who know what time it is, who invest by divine revelation, divine guidance, uh, the early church, the apostle, the, the apostolic church, they were able to pull out their money uh, on time and move their money to an off, uh, offshore bank in Jordan and start new businesses in Jordan before the collapse of Jerusalem and the, 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 the whole country, the whole economy collapsed and the whole housing collapsed. And they had already sold their properties on time. This is why it's critical to understand biblical prophecy. It is so vital because it, these are things that we need to know in order to position ourselves, not only to survive, but to thrive during the, 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 the great tribulation and the times of sorrow that are before us, perilous times that are before us. And so I will say that the most important thing to do personally, individually is ask God for wisdom in terms of your stewardship of the resources that God has entrusted to you. You don't want the enemy to steal those resources and um, you regret and say, God, why did you allow this? Because if you don't ask, you don't get the answer. Seek and you shall find. That's my encouragement. Let's go back to the wars. Um, Matthew 24, 7 to 8, there will be many regional conflicts in the in this Shemitah. And then the question here is, Israel, uh, will this be uh, Armageddon? And I think that's the next thing that um, Joe is going to ask me before I answer. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hear the question. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, this one has a, a lot of uh, other sub, sub notes. But anyway, basically, uh, Prophet, uh, question two is, 
world war that is initiated by China happen soon? And what will be the post-war implications be, uh, for example, the Great Reset? All right, that, um, first of all, uh, China is uh, not going to be um, kind of like in initiating a war of global uh, proportion. However, it's uh, the BRIC, which is the, the Russian, China, uh, Brazil, uh, even in South Africa is part of it. The, the, the BRIC nations will go to war against America, NATO nations, our allies, the NATO, which means there's gonna be a conflict between the East and the West. And that war is gonna be a major, major nuclear uh, exchange. And that could happen as early as next year, uh, in the next two years. That is uh, the window that I believe is gonna take place. And I believe it's closer than I, I, I think because we are in the final uh, Shemitah and things are gonna accelerate, there's gonna be uh, a, a, an amazing alignment of biblical prophecy and world events. And biblical prophecy says that war is the next big thing. It's the war that will birth the new world order. In other words, the League of Nations was born out of First World War. The United Nations out of the Second World War. The new world order out of the Third World War. Who will go to war? Uh, that is China and it's gonna be associating or working together with the Soviet Union. So that you can very much say it is a Russian Chinese partnership in the conflict with America and its partners. And that confrontation is imminent, especially in, in terms of what's going on in Taiwan, what's going on um, uh, in, in Europe, Ukraine, um, what's going on in the in the Middle East with uh, with with, uh, with with Iran, all these are hotspots that are indicating that this big war is coming. But we have very specific, very clear understanding of this next war. Um, maybe you know in the new year I'll go in detail on this, but because we are actually given the players in Daniel. Who are the players and what are they gonna do and who is gonna start the war? It's all in Daniel. Uh, Daniel 11, Daniel chapter 11, beginning with verse 25, you, you, you kept reading, it will give you very clear that the, the king of the South, which is America and the king of the North, that is Russia. So that is a Russian-American conflict. And it described how it's gonna be fought, who is gonna lose, everything that's gonna happen in this conflict is clearly given in scripture so that we understand the implications of this war on the new world order, how the structure of the new world order is gonna be. It's, it's gonna come out of this coming third world war, which is gonna be between um, the, just basically it's, Russia and China and America and its NATO allies, and it's gonna be a nuclear exchange.
Uh, let me share screen. I think uh, we make it easier for the rest of the people. Um, yes, um, there are a bit of a subtitle to the second question where you find that um, it says the end of the Gentiles in the latest timeline is 2027. Henceforth, the temple will be built by 2023 based on the heifers that will soon be sent to Israel and the meaning of the Jewish year, right? So these are the various sub-questions. Uh, perhaps you may want to look at them and uh, add some of your comments to those uh, sub-questions. Over to you, Prophet Robert. All right, I, 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 I appreciate that people can look at them because then as I answer them, they, they, they can really uh, write notes and uh, be able to do a follow-up study. Um, right. First of all, uh, I answered the first one, the, 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 the China war that's soon, and then the, the, the post-war uh, implications. The post-war implications of that one is basically the new world order, a global government and a global economy and a global one world religion. That's gonna come out of this because scriptures tell us very clearly that the, the four major superpowers are going to be putting together a new world order. And in that new world order, there will be one global economy based on the global financial reset uh, with the biochip 666. Uh, in, in other words, the universal government that's gonna emerge out of the, the, the Third World War is going to introduce a global identification number for every person on the face of the earth. So everyone will receive a new global ID and that global ID will be um, the basis of every transaction on the earth. Why a global uh, identification number? The global identification number is the basis of global uh, taxation on every transaction. Every transaction will be taxed in any part of the world when you go shopping, you will pay for the new world order, for global peace. So there is no one that's gonna escape the taxation because the taxation is gonna be based upon every transaction on the face of the earth. And that proposal is already on the books with the United Nations, that we need every, every person to pay into global peace instability uh the peacekeeping forces they need to be paid so that's why this this third world war will create a global government that will be able to uh, collect money from every human being on the earth that's why you cannot escape every person will receive a biochip number and that number is what they will use wherever they go as a citizen of the world all these national sovereignties will be a thing of the past and every 
transaction will be controlled by the government. That's why all monies that are being um, kept by people for future times, that's all gonna go because without the global uh, ID based upon 666 biochip, you cannot access any of your money, nor will money be based upon uh, what we think today, the values we, we, we have today. It's gonna be based upon your social score, uh, your, um, you know, it's, it's gonna be a different paradigm to what we, especially here in America, has experienced. Because of that, we, as the people of God, need to know that's coming, how we're gonna survive and even thrive in an economy that we cannot participate in. And that is what's gonna come out of this uh, nuclear exchange that will kill one quarter of, of the world population. And about 2 billion people gonna die in this war. And then out, after that, the global financial reset, which is nothing but a digital currency, a global central bank for every transaction. Local banks will, will be put out of business. Uh, it's already happening here in America. Uh, many of the banks, you, you hardly find a, a teller. You have to do your, your banking from home. They are conditioning everybody. And they, 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 they is very difficult to just go into the bank, go to make an appointment because they're trying to, to tell people the time for this system is over. We're moving to a new platform and it will be digital and it will cause it will be universal uh, so that everybody uh, is part of the same global bank. And that's part of this um, uh, global financial reset, a digital currency, um, some kind of cryptocurrency that will be tied into the number of the B666. The end of the times of the Gentiles, um, the latest time is 2027. Um, temple will be built by 2023 based on the effort that will be soon be sent to Israel and the meaning of the Jewish year. Okay, the, um, the, 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 uh, the red heifer, which is the prerequisite for building the temple because the ashes of the red heifer are for the cleansing of the priesthood and the cleansing of the temple. So there cannot be uh, any temple sacrifices at Temple Mount without the ashes of the red heifer. As you know, we found the, the, the red heifer. Uh, the, the big rabbis are coming uh, on the 19th to the 23rd uh, of this month to have the final look to check oh, these uh, red heifers that we found here in Texas. And um, we are looking forward. I'm going to be hosting them. I'm going to be part of that. And um, we are on the uh, pathway to airlifting these red heifers to Israel. They will be in Israel about two years. They, uh, they must be two years and one month. Uh, that's all how old they are according to the rabbinical uh, guidelines. So by 2023, the latest, we will have the sacrifice on Mount of Olives. And that sacrifice on the Mount of Olives will be the beginning of the temple worship. 
and that marks the beginning of the um, the uh, sacrifices that ended in AD 70. This marks the beginning of the continuation of that uh, since that time. Now, the question is 5781, which is, um, you know, the beginning, and now you add seven years, the 70th week of Daniel 2027 will be the end of the times of the Gentiles. Now, I want to make this very uh, clear and simple. There are timelines within timelines, wills within wills, mysteries within mysteries. Now, we know one thing that's clear from scripture, that the Abrahamic Accord was the beginning of the 70th week to end the times of the Gentiles. The rule and control of the Jewish people in Israel by the gentle nations, non-Jewish nations, the goyim, the, the heathens. Now, that will end in 2027. Daniel was asking one question. When will the end of the times of the Gentiles come so that we Jewish people will rule ourselves and not be subject to the control and domination of Rome. And he was told it's going to be 2,625 years from 600 BC. And that time is going to come to an end in 2027. That means either number one, the Messiah himself, the son of David, will come and sit at the throne of David in Yerushalayim. That's number one understanding. Number two understanding is the false Messiah will sit on the throne of David in Jerusalem, in the temple for 42 months, but he will terminate the times of the Gentiles and he will be a false Messiah for 42 months before the true Messiah comes and removes him. And that I have explained a little bit of that. And uh, when we, in the new year, I'm gonna go deeper and talk about um, the, the timeline within the timeline, the timeline that is best because there are two things that are gonna happen. Number one is, um, is the, the covenant with many, the treaty with many, Daniel 9:27, that happened already. Now there is, a, there is another covenant that's not yet signed. And that I will explain it more deeper. Uh, that is in Isaiah 28, verse 18. That is the 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 uh the, the treaty. That's not the same league. The 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 first one is to end the, the times of the Gentiles. It's done. Donald Trump established the Abrahamic Accord. Now, after the Abrahamic Accord, before the building of the temple, there will be the treaty with death and hell. And I will explain that fully. And it also gives us a very specific period that that will last. It's all in scripture. So one leads to the end of the time of the gentle, one leads to the league 
with death and hell. Isaiah 28, verse 18. I'll explain fully how that is a timeline within a timeline that indicates a, an agreement that Israel in particular, Israel in particular, before they build this temple, this temple they're gonna have a, an agreement. Within that agreement, Jerusalem will become an international city. The Russian proposal resolution that was made in 1949 will actually be implemented at the time. And that will constitute the breaking of the Abrahamic Accord and the declaration by Donald Trump that Jerusalem is the capital, the eternal capital of the Jewish people. Because at that time, the, the covenant that was made to give Jerusalem to the Jewish people will be nullified. And Jerusalem will again be divided, this time by the, by the treaty of death and hell. And that treaty is, is, is coming. And that treaty is before us. And when that happens, Jerusalem then becomes that great international city and the Jews would love it because it guarantees their right to worship on Table Mount. It guarantees their right to, to, to freely occupy uh, Western, um, Western Jerusalem. And it takes away the right of the Palestinian to dominate Table Mount as it will become what we call a separate uh, community, a separate entity, uh, separatum, meaning it's a, 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 it's a separate jurisdiction within the city. And that special jurisdiction will be under the Vatican. Now, it, I, I think I better just stick to the few questions here before we go deeper into other things. And that, that may be way out before, beyond where I've taken you. And so we, we would deal with, there's nothing that we are not gonna deal with. We're gonna go line upon line on these things as God is unfolding them before me. And I'm seeing more clearly as God saying, go over here. This is what it means, over here. This is what it is, over here. Because it's progressive revelation, hmm. ever increasing. Uh, we see through it darkly, and we, we know in part, but what we don't know will come and be given as we need it, as a piece of puzzle need to be fit in. It begins to, to move us. That's why it, got, it took 1,500 years for the, for the scriptures to be written. 40 prophets to be gathered to assimilate the, the complexity Yet the simplicity of what God does. <laughs> so I never, I never cease to be amazed at the precision in the Word of God. Anyway, I will go back to to what's in front of me. Uh, if you would um, ask the next question, um, I think um, we're told the Great Tribulation will start after the Temple is built. I think we have covered that in some ways. Uh, let's move on to question three. Please explain when Revelation 14 will happen in the context of the timeline line. When Revelation chapter 14 will happen in the context of the timeline. And uh, Revelation 14 talks about... You want to read that to the people or you... you... 
Yeah, I think? can I can read it out so that there will be clarity. Yeah. Um, Revelation 14 is a chapter that basically talk about the lamb and the 144,000 and also the proclamation of the three angels. Uh, Revelation 14 verse 1. Then I look and behold a lamb standing on Mount Zion and with him 144,000 having his father's name written on their forehead. And I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters and like the voice of loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps. They sang as it were a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. They are the one who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. And these were redeemed from among men, being first fruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, and they were without fault before the throne of God. All right. That is, that is um, a very um, exciting group of a sense, the 144,000. Um, I don't have clear understanding, but I will share what I believe I've received of the Lord. Um, the word there, the first fruit, first fruit, first fruit. If you go back, you, the Apostle Paul spoke a lot about the first fruit, that the, the, the apostolic church was the first fruit. Now the whole harvest coming in and the, when all Israel will be saved. So this, based upon just a scripture, interpreting scripture in, in, in simple clarity, I would say that the 144,000 are indeed the, the early church, the early Jewish church uh, that um, was like during the Jewish harvest, it's, it would be, it would take too much time. The Jewish harvest, there's the first fruit, then they, you know, the rest of the fruit will come in later. So this was the paradigm. This is the pattern of the first fruit was taken and Apostle Paul, he, he says he was part of the first fruit. So that first fruit is, was taken and then the, the, the Jewish people were literally cut off from the church. Uh, for hundreds of years until the messianic movement began. Um, but the early church was 100%, or of course, uh, at the beginning, before Paul went out to the Gentiles, was 100% Jewish. Now, I also believe that this also has a reflection because everything that God does is a double. Mm -hmm. I, I believe it's also a first fruit of the Jewish messianic um, people before all Israel is saved. Amen. That means 144 believers in Yeshua in Israel today yes. will be among the, again, the first fruit before the rest comes in when all Israel will be saved, when the Lord I see there's a question about the visitation of the Trinity. When the Trinity comes into the temple, 
and all Israel is saved. By all Israel, I don't mean every Jew, but the Israel no. of God, the elect of God. Nobody knows how many they are, but we know that not all Israel is Israel of God. Uh, a lot of them are the synagogue of Satan. Those who say they are Jews, but they're not Jews. So first, there's 144 um, Messianic uh, believers that are already preaching, teaching, and living in the land, and part of the, 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 the first fruit before the rest of the Jews are saved when the Trinity visits the temple uh, during temple worship, during the Feast of the Lord. Uh, this is the temple that we are working on building together with the Jewish people. And that temple is the temple where Jesus will show himself, Zechariah chapter 12, is you, they will see him whom they pierce, and when they see him, they'll cry, they'll repent, and the revival uh, will break out, and the nation will be born again in a day. That is before us in our immediate future, and it's going to take place at Temple Mount. And But at the, at the same time, it is important that we deal with the issue of the messianic, 144,000 messianics in Israel. And the reason I believe is 144,000 messianics is um, some, some 10 years ago, almost, um, I think almost 12 or 13 years ago, I was with one of the cabinet ministers in, in Israel. And I asked him, I say, how many of these um, messianics do you have in the country? He said, oh, well, they, they, they tell us, um, you know, it's a handful of them, very few. But we know that there is a hundred thousand messianics in the country. And I believe by now is a hundred and forty-four thousand. That will be part of the first fruit before the rest of the harvest comes in when the Trinity visits the temple, Ezekiel 43, 1 to 7. Okay, uh, Prophet Robert, reading from the uh, chapter 14, there are also many other verses that talk about the proclamation of the three angels. And basically given a, a timeline there, talking about, um, you know, when the uh, church will probably be raptured. Could you uh, explain a bit more on this sector, verse 6 to uh, verse 20 of chapter read it 14? So that people know what I'm explaining, so that they, they can follow us. Right. Okay, let me let me read it then. Uh, reading from chapter 14, verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongues, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. And another angel follows, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Then the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worship the beast and his image and receive his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation, he 
be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whoever received the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the same. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, say the Spirit. Then they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and on his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud. Trust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud trust his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And the other angels came out from the altar who had power over fire. And he cried with a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Trust in your sharp sickle and gather the cluster of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. So the angels thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw them into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city and blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridle for 1,600 furlongs. Bless the Lord for the reading of the word. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> I love it. Let, let, I'll explain that. That is actually uh, what happens after the the uh, the Trinity is visited the temple. We are now entering a, a new dimension um, of the supernatural manifestations on the earth. The coming of the holy. <coughs> Bless you. Bless you. This is after the, the Lord has appeared to the, to the Jewish people and a great revival breaks out. Then the Antichrist moves into the temple after the Lord is gone. And the synagogue of Satan declares the Antichrist, the manifested God on the earth. And the question is, how can that be after they just had an experience of the living God and the Trinity and a whole lot of them all saved, received Jesus, those who are of God, the Israel of God will be saved. Those are not the Israel of God, the synagogue of Satan will be there. Now, immediately after that, the, 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 the angels, not only the angels, the two witnesses will be on the earth. The everlasting gospel will be proclaimed because now the Antichrist is demanding worship. And the angels are warning the people, do not do that. Because now we are moving towards the, the final showdown, which is the battle of Armageddon. 
when the blood will flow for 200 miles up to the bridle of the horse. So that's how we, that's whole description moves from the, the time of the visitation from heaven, the Israel of God is saved. And now the two witnesses are, are released and the everlasting, the everlasting gospel is being preached through the air to the nations. It's the last warning because now judgment is imminent because we, we come to the description of the battle of Armageddon when, when the, when the armies of the nations of the world will be gathered together to fight against the Holy One of Israel and the blood flows to the burial of the horse for 200 miles. That's what that scripture is. And it ties in together with, um, with, the, um, with um, Revelation chapter six. Anyway, we can go in depth on that. Let's move on so we can cover every one of these questions. Right. Uh, thank you, Prophet. Uh, the fourth question is uh, Roman 11, all Israel will be safe. Will this be literal so no Jews will reject Yeshua? All right. That, that again, I, I covered on that, but I do want to go back to this because it's ex extremely, extremely important. The role of the Jews in the end of days, because there will be a responsibility on the part of the believers around the world to watch over, protect, provide for, hide the persecuted Jews by the Antichrist. So because that issue of the Jews, their place in the end game, their place in the last days, uh, they, they is the, the secular Jews or those who continue to not believe in the Messiah, synagogue of Satan, now begin persecuting those who just been saved and those who are saved, and there's a universal uh, hunt for the Jews that believe in the Messiah and also the believers, Christian believers around the world that believe in Jesus Christ as Messiah, they'll be hunted to be killed. So now we, we're finding the, 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 the Jews that are saved when the Trinity comes down, Romans 11, 26, all Israel be saved. Again, that's not all Jewish people. I wish it was that way because there's always uh, the synagogue of Satan, which means those who say they're Jews, but not Jews, that are not open to the things of God, the traditional Jews, biological Jews. Um, many of them are converts. Uh, many of the Jews that are converts. Now, this, this may be controversial, but this has to be considered and understood that when the Bible talks about Jews, that it's talking about the seed of Abraham. It's talking about the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, we do know that in the 13th century, that the, the, the Kazakh Jews by the by the Black Sea. They all converted to Judaism and started learning Hebrew and became what we now call the Eskenazi Jews, most of them. They, these are the converts that we call them the 13th tribe of Israel. Now, I'm not saying you can't be true Jew 
by coming in through the Kazakh, I'm saying that they are many who claim to be Jewish, may not have the, 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 the bloodline, may not even have the heart of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, may see Judaism as a way to promote themselves. And just like the Kazakhs, the king saw that if I convert and all my people convert to Judaism, then the Jewish uh, economic empowerment will come to my kingdom. And he did that. So there are many, many kinds of Jews that only God knows the true Jews. That's why the question usually is asked, who is a Jew? And nobody can answer that question because, for instance, um, biblically, the Jew is from the father. Your father is to be Jewish, to be considered Jewish. That is biblical. Well, Tamalitic, you are not considered a Jew when your father is Jewish, except your mother. So that was in the, in the, in the 11th century when the rabbinical um, court decided to change the definition of a Jew so that many of these uh, German people who were married to Jewish women, their, Jew, their German uh, children became the Jews. So all those complexities are so difficult for us to sort out, except God who knows his own, and he knows who they are, where they are, and how he <laughs> will gather them together. It's not like a condemnation, an accusation of what has happened historically, because God was there when the, when, when, when the definition of a Jew was moved from a biblical uh, understanding to a new rabbinical understanding and definition of a Jew. So for instance, um, praise God, my mother was Jewish and the, and the father, they were both, but you know, converted to Christianity, threw away all the Jewish thing. But here's the point that many of the Jews that we have today may not be what we think are the Jews that are gonna be all saved. So this whole understanding of all Israel is going to be saved. It, we better just leave it to God. He knows who they are. He knows where they are. He will gather them. He will save them. His word will be fulfilled. And that's the good news. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Prophet, for the very comprehensive answer. Uh, before we go to the question five, I'd just like to uh, go back to the earlier questions, which I think need a bit more explanation which is, when will the rapture be? Is it midway? That means it deals with pre-trip, pre-trip, and, uh, and, and uh, post-trip. Right, I, I, I love that been. question. Yes. Thank you so much for bringing that question, because that is that's actually the heart of all that God has called me to do. As you very well, I've made this very clear to, 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 a, to a lot of you, that uh, I grew up um, a pre-tripper, um, I went to Sunday, it's a pre-trip Sunday school, church, seminary, and was a pre-trip of all of these years until the Lord uh, really opened my eyes and commissioned me to go back to the nations and bring back the apostolic teaching of post-tribulation, pre-pre-wrath 
The wrath of God is not for the people of God. Before the wrath of God is poured, the church of Jesus Christ is taken up. When are they taken up? Matthew 24, verse 29 to 31. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, it describes what happens. The trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ raised and we will all meet the Lord in the air. Then the judgments of God will begin on the ungodly. His wrath will be poured, the, 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 great, the day of his great wrath. So the wrath will be poured and we, the church, will be with the Lord in the air, receiving our crowns, the wedding feast of the Lord, and that's going to take seven years when the church is with the Lord in the air. And when the church is taken, all the, 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 the blood that we're talking about flowing for 200 miles, all that is the, the judgment of God on the wicked. We are not here. We are watching from the sky. We are with the Lord in the air. And we are rejoicing. And when the battle is over, then the judgment of God is over on the nations. Then Israel will go into uh, Ezekiel 39, verse 9. The Jewish people now will just been delivered from the Antichrist and the the armies of the from the nations have already been wiped out, and the land is filled with weapons. Just to talk about one group from the, from the east, two hundred million from the east with all their weapons, all destroyed in the Valley of Megiddo, and not to mention the billions of people from Europe, all the re replacement theology people, and all the the the, 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 the chosen frozen that are fighting the plan of God, the, the temple, and all the things that, you know, they believe Jews shouldn't do, all those judged by the Lord when the church is gone. Because we are not appointed unto wrath, the wrath of Thank God. Yeah. Now, the wrath of the dragon, Revelation 12, with the wrath of the dragon, is again as the people of God, because he knows his time is short. So he goes up that the people of God, those with, the testament of Jesus Christ, that is the church of Jesus Christ, and the Lord will stop him. And when he stops him, he takes the church up and he judges and destroys the nations. Then after that, Israel will go about picking up all the, the dead men's bones and burying them, burning all the weapons of mass destruction and cleansing the land in anticipation of the son of David, Jesus of Nazareth, the Mashiach coming with the saints. First, before the, the wrath of God is poured, he comes for the saints, that's the rapture. Seven years after the, the wedding feast, he comes back with the saints to set up the millennium kingdom from Yerushalayim. And we shall be kings and priests unto him and rule the nations with a rod of iron from Yerushalayim. That is the blessed hope. We are going to be gone. We are not going to be subject to the wrath of God. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> because we are chosen to be kings and priests together Amen. with him and rule with him and uh, the wicked that um, we're destroying the nations as we are seeing right now around the world, they all have a day, a day of reckoning. And that day of reckoning is coming soon. Amen. So that is about the, 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 the rapture, the blessed hope. I believe in the rapture. I believe in the wedding feast of the Lamb. Amen. I believe in the Bema, the, 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 the seat of Christ, where we will, our works will be judged, not unto condemnation, but to rewards. I believe Amen. that's a glorious, glorious time that's before us very soon. When will that be? Uh, at the very end of the tribulation, 42 months of the tribulation, uh, I'm talking about the great tribulation because I believe we are in the tribulation right now, but it's not the tribulation. It's the beginning of sorrows. Then everything that's shakeable is being shaken. We're seeing that. We're going through that. But it's going to get to the third world war, the new world order, the new economy, the new one world religion, the worship of the Antichrist, all that's coming, and the persecution of the saints who say no to worshiping the Antichrist. And it all be based upon global transaction taxation. So, because we won't take the number of beasts because of what we believe, and they, then we can't pay our taxes, and then your crime is taxation not paying your taxes because you don't have the number to, to do your transaction based upon the, 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 the new banking, global banking system. That's the future that's before us in our immediate future. Thank you, Prophet. I think for clarifying that we believe in post-tribulation, but pre-wrath of God. Thank yes. you. And uh, before we go to uh, the question regarding Goshen, I just want to revisit uh, the question about the American Eagle, uh, re reference to Revelation 12, uh, verse 14. Now, is this uh, eagle that's mentioned, the great eagle that's mentioned in Revelation 12, verse 14, does it refer to the American Eagle, that is uh, the United States of America? Hold that question. Give me a five minutes break. Okay. Right back. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. I think we had a very exciting time. I think um, I just want to emphasize again about this rapture. Like what Prophet Robert said, we all believe in the rapture of the bride of Christ. Uh, but we also believe that the church has to be sanctified, purified by fire. And that means that we as believers will go through the tribulation, the great tribulation of the dragon, but uh, we will not enter into the wrath of God. Amen. And henceforth, the church of Yeshua, the bright, the glorified bright, the pure and holy church will be caught up in First Amen. Thessalonians uh, chapter uh, 4, oh, right? And uh, we will be caught up and meet the Lord in the air. Oh, so that is yeah. a glorious hope, Amen. a glorious hope. And some of us could also enter into martyrdom, which is a glorious time. <laughs> because if you are not a bride, you can be a martyr saints, and the bride and the saints will return back uh, to rule and reign 
in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem. And I think that uh, we need to send this message to everyone. That indeed, uh, the Great Tribulation, the Jacob trouble uh, has already started, but uh, the worst has not yet come. So we need to understand that we need to brace ourselves with the Word of God, that we will not love our life unto death. And that is important because or else we will do a very bad exchange, a very poor exchange for temporary uh, an easement, a temporary relief, and uh, exchange it for eternal, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, internal glory with God for, you know, <clears throat> internal damnation uh, for the eternal time with the Lord. So that is very important. And I think uh, that will put the question to rest. And also uh, the prophet talked about, uh, you know, the uh, Jewish people. I think that is very true. We really do not know at this time who are the real Jews. But we also understand that we are the spiritual seeds of Abraham. All right. And so therefore, the one new man comprising of both Jews and Gentiles will be one new man. Uh, so this question about, uh, you know, all Israel will be saved, we leave it to the Lord. Yes, darling. Yeah. The Lord will know who are the true natural Jews. And uh, Prophet has brought up one very important point, is that the German, uh, during the time they, before that, the, the Jewish, whether you are Jew is determined from the father. That's why in in Matthew, the genealogy of Jesus, Yeshua, and also in Luke 3, genealogy from the uh, mother's side from Mary. Uh, gen uh, Matthew 1 is the genealogy from the father, Joseph. So uh, Jesus is uh, double confirmed, you know, he's the seed of Abraham. And then all the way, uh, Luke bring us all the way to Adam. But he brought up a very important point, which uh, he said um, in Europe, the German uh, married the Jewish woman and then the Talmud, they changed. Uh, so from now on, if you need to uh, do Aliyah back to Israel, it's based on whether your mother is a Jewish person. So it's, a, a, it's no more biblical. You know? So I, I all the time I was puzzled <laughs> uh, by the point. Prophet, <laughs> 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 welcome back. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Okay. Um, thank, thank you very much. Let me begin before you ask me a question. Let, let me go back to the 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 the, the, the pre trib the post trib pre wrath rapture. The question is, why would God allow His people to go through the great tribulation? The answer is Daniel chapter eleven, thirty-two and thirty-three. It explains why that born again, not sanctified believers were born again, but not living in holiness. They will go through the fire of persecution for sanctification. That's right. So the great tribulation is the greatest opportunity, a second chance 
for the born again and not sanctified believers to not lose them, not cast them away because God loves them, God chose them, and they cannot just come in compromised uh, because without holiness, no man can see God. Amen. So God will allow them a second chance to go through the fire of the great tribulation. Now, the, the believers who are born again, sanctified, and walk with the Lord, have the peace and the joy of the Lord, they are called the overcomers. Why? Because they're going to overcome the great tribulation. They are not going to be beheaded. They are going to be protected. They are going to be provided for. They are going to be victorious. That's why the Apostle Paul says we will not all sleep. We will be called up to meet the Lord in the air. We who are alive, first the dead in Christ, then we who are alive, there will be a church vibrant on the earth during the great tribulation that will not be affected with the great tribulation because they are clean already. They don't have to, to go and be cleansed. They're already cleansed with the blood of Jesus. They're not compromised. They're walking with the Lord. So they're going to escape. So there is a great, tremendous uh, church that's going to rise up on the earth and be victorious, clean, and holy. And the devil has no power over them. No weapon formed against them will prosper. So will they be a testimony of Jesus among the nations of a vibrant church during the Great Tribulation? Yes. Yes. So that's the issue of the Great Tribulation as it gives the chance to the compromised, but born again, but not sanctified. They will be purified. And we'll all come together when the trumpet comes, sounds those who have been compromised and those who have been walking in victory will all go home together. Nobody's going to be second chance. No, no, second class, sorry. So the second chance is given to those who are compromised during the Great Tribulation. That's the purpose of the Great Tribulation. Now, you had another question before I left. Oh, yes, that's right. The question refers to the uh, Revelation chapter 12, verse 14, to talk about the Great Eagle. So the question here is that does the Great Eagle refers to the American Eagle? Well, you're now being an American the last 40 some years. Um, I, I want to say it's the American Eagle, but um, I also have to uh, say that God is not limited to the American in the sense of American. Uh, this is more like a the people of god that are going to be sponsoring these airlifts and i believe that we actually have in the the american eagle here the airline american eagle and i believe it could be so little that we are going to charter the, the american eagle flights to, to pick up the our jewish people to safe places to to, to save heavens so i believe that um that scripture is is about to be fulfilled. That's why we are working in certain parts in Africa to prepare places and um, to um, to prepare air, air, air strips in the middle of Africa to be able to airlift our Jewish people from Jordan. They'll have to escape from Israel to Jordan and from Jordan 
will then airlift them to safe heavens, to safe places, hiding places. And uh, again, this is not particularly limited to Jewish people. It's limited to the people of God. So that means there will be believers from around the world that will be airlifted to safe heavens because God's not a respecter of persons. He loves his children. We know that it's very particular when it comes to Israel because we know that first of all, the airlift has to take place very quickly, very shortly, because when um, the Jewish people begin the temple worship and um, their sacrifices are, as we know, they won't be accepted because their sacrifices were not accepted from AD 30 to AD 70. For 40 years, they sacrificed and their sacrifices were not accepted. Well, you say, how do we know that? Because when, they, when the sacrifice is accepted, the, the smoke goes up to heaven like an arrow. Then they know it's accepted. When, this, when, when, the, when, this, when the smoke goes all over the place, God has rejected that sacrifice. So for 40 years, their sacrifices were rejected. Now they're going back and they believe that now this time we're going to sacrifice and the smoke is going to go up straight <clears throat> to heaven and God will be pleased with us. But they will sacrifice and the smoke will go all over the place. And they will then say, we got a problem. And the problem is we got people that worship a man as God, Jesus of Nazareth, who worship a Jewish re reformer, uh, the rabbi Yeshua, who was um, a reformer of Judaism that the apostle Paul made into God. So we're going to find out whether we have those kind of people among us, the messianics. So they, they will cleanse the land of messianics because they, they would think <coughs> they will cleanse the land of messianics because they will think that the messianics are hindering their prayers because they worship a man as God. They call it idol worship. I met with the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem and we discussed it, that we worship a man as God, which is idol worship. How could you be of God when you are an idol worshiper? So, and they're very sincere because the Shema says, Shema Israel, do not heart here, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one, not three, one. So they're faithful to that statement, the Shema. So they will cleanse the land of the Jews. Those are the Messianic Jews that we need to get out of the country immediately when the sacrifices begin, because their persecution will begin immediately, because they will be blamed for the sacrifices being not accepted. There will be the reason why God is still angry at them. And that's why they need to go into hiding places. You saw me hungry, you didn't feed me. You saw me naked, you didn't close me. That's what that statement is all about, is taking care of the messianic brethren that will be persecuted. Wow. Well, uh, we go to the last written question before we can, if the time permits, open up to the floor. The last question deals with Goshen. He reads, the Great Tribulation will cause many to leave their nations. Even right now, those who 
are not vaccinated, treated like second-class citizen? Does this mean we have to prepare a place as of now for us to hide like in Koshan? Okay. Does God want believers to isolate and go into hiding as it was in the days of Noah? Noah did prepare and he was saved because he was obedient. Now, why does God tell us when the persecution is coming? What's going to happen during the persecution? He gives us a complete picture so that we would ask the Lord of what to do to escape these things. That's why I say pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape these things. Because when you pray always, you receive the instructions of where to go safe heavens by divine designation they are places of refuge for the people of god in these last days and the move towards safe heavens has already begun because if you do not move then you will not have the resources to move because you will not have access to your money unless you buy your chip unless you have the number of the beast because all money will be controlled by this global uh, central bank and nobody can access that credit without a biochip. So that means either you are already prepared, you already have used your resources for relocation, for the provision, for the days that lies ahead. That's why I'm doing these Bible studies is to prepare people that will escape not only survive but thrive during that time well thank you uh, prophet robert uh do we have time to open the question to the floor prophet? yes all right yes. then i allow for them to unmute themselves can you uh, do unmute yourself identify who you are and then ask your question please Can you unmute yourself? Are there any more questions? No. <laughs> <laughs> I marvelous, 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 marvelous. I am, I am absolutely uh, blessed to, to know that uh, people know uh, what time it is. Number one, it's time to get ready. Hmm. Everything that I'm teaching has to do with getting ready, get ready, get prayed up, get fueled up, get positioned, because the time is short. Time is now. Because of the critical time we're living in, we have only one thing to do, which is to know the will of God and to be about the Father's business. Amen. Amen. That amen. is the most critical, most important thing if i have any message for my generation is as it was in the days of noah he prepared spiritually he was uh perfect in his generation he had a intimate relationship with god Hallelujah. and that you could see with his family 
they believed in him, they obeyed him, and they followed him, and they worked together as a family because he was a man that established divine order within his family. Wow. And he was able to, to escape with his whole family. Now, we know in today's world, people are, you know, especially here in America, um, individualistic. Uh, they, they are not into the, the family thing. It's, it's, it's so shallow, it's, it lacks depth, more so for us in America, but over there in Asia, you still believe in family, you're still very close to each other, and you can pray together, move in divine revelation together, and be protected together. That's the way God desires it. He's a God of family. So first place to begin this whole journey is with the family. The family must be, be brought to the family altar. When you, because it's not good to believe these things and do nothing. Faith without action is dead. You, you gotta believe, if you believe you gotta do something. And the time to do something is now. Hallelujah. Thank Can you, I ask Jesus. a question? Can I ask a question? Yes, please, Lisa. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Prophet uh, Robert, uh, you say like it is good to we use our resources before they take our money to prepare our Goshen. So uh, will that also mean that when we have our resources and during our Goshen and during that time, uh, 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 the time of Antichrist, will they also seize our property? Will they also take away our property? Um, the answer is they will do everything uh, to take away everything you have. But if you are led by God, just like uh, the, the early church, they had a prophetic understanding of where to go, where Rome, Titus, could not get to them. Because the place was told to them by the Lord, and they went to that place, they prepared that place, and there was a shadow, uh, the shadow of the Almighty, the presence of God protected them. So these places of refuge may even be your very home where God says, there will be a shadow of my presence. I, that's the shadow of the Almighty. It's the presence. My presence will cover it. It's just like when they tried to get to, to break into to Lot's house. They went round and round. They're blinded. They couldn't mm -hmm. find the door. So you can be in the face of the enemy, in the presence of the enemy, and be in a hiding place because God will just hide you. Nevertheless, it is important so understand that Jesus said, when you see these things and hear these things, flee to the mountains. So we have a very clear instructions there. Flee to the mountains. That means flee to isolation, separation, where you are not exposed. So all those places through prayer, you will be told what to do. And I will say that one of the things that you're gonna need in the days that lies ahead of us is food and clean water. 
because of nuclear contamination. Most of the Northern Hemisphere will be nuked and there will be nuclear winter and contamination of the water. So you'll have to really ask God, what way, Lord, where? This is part of the prophetic calling for this generation is to be given instructions where 10,000 fall on your side and you're just standing there because you're standing where God placed you and he's standing with you, protecting you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we are preparing. Let me say this. We are preparing. I believe our preparation is for the Jewish people because the Lord said they are not going to go to Europe. They won't be welcome there. They won't be coming to America. They won't be welcome here because this will be the Antichrist sphere of influence. So we, 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 we know that Lot was sent to the mountains as God was destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. So the time to us is now. The time to say, God, please let me know the exact place where you want my family to be, how you want me to be able to have um, resources. Let, let me just take the freedom to give those who have ears to hear the wisdom that has been proven over the centuries. Jewish people have experienced nearly 2,000 years of programs, deportations, persecutions from country to country. And in every country they went to, they started businesses and they became the most prosperous. All, that, all their resources were confiscated and taken by the government. They were thrown out, they couldn't carry anything except clothes on their back, that's it. And yet when they go to a new country, they immediately got into business. Now, the Jews have the wisdom of God. If ever there's a people to learn from, it's the Jewish people. The Jewish people put their money in, in diamonds <laughs> because they could carry diamonds millions of diamonds on their body to the next country. If you have big gold bars, you couldn't carry them. You know, they'll be confiscated, but diamonds sewn into, the, into their clothes, they just go. And by the time they go into the country, they are already carrying millions of dollars into the country. They are rich refugees. And before you know it, in a, in a year or two, they're running businesses, they're running the place. And they've done that for nearly 2000 years because they knew that any, because diamonds have got universal value. They didn't try to keep the money from one country that'd be useless in the next country. So they knew that one thing, as long as they are women and they wanna be married and they like that pretty diamond, there's business. So they, they, they knew we could meet their needs in any country. It doesn't matter where we go and they survived and thrived. 
That is wisdom. That has been proven. Now, let him that have ears hear me. Because we, we will be persecuted and you got to run and go through airports and they, they can't see these diamonds. They're on your body. And you can go from one country to another and just keep moving. You can't do banking because they shut down the banking without the number of beasts. But you have banking on your body. You're carrying your banking. Let him that have ears hear. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, perhaps uh, any other last question before we yes. close? Yes, yes I, uh, Sister Anna. I, I want to ask if uh, one of the questions was uh, asked of me. The two witnesses, when exactly do they show up, the two witnesses? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> the two witnesses shows up uh, I believe actually when the Trinity comes down, <coughs> I believe that um, they're going to come together because I believe it's most likely Elijah and Enoch. Oh, you know, I believe they are those that have been taken home to wait for their final ministry. Uh, for three and a half years, 42 months. That's when, when the Lord goes, comes and visits and the Jews, are, devout Jews are saved. Uh, then the Antichrist begins to persecute those who have just been saved that at that time they need the two witnesses to tell them what to do, to lead them. And I believe it might be Moses and Elijah, it's it just, uh, we really don't know. We, we think it's probably though Enoch and Elijah because they didn't die. It's appointed unto men to die once, then the judgment follows that they could be the two witnesses. Um, I believe we'll have to wait and check their ID. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the time they come, we will know. <laughs> Okay, of course, so we will know. Of course, we will know. There will be men known. I mean, they are not just ministering to the Jewish people. These are family. They, they are with us. The body of Christ, the, the elect of the Father on the earth, the, the ecclesia. So they are part of the, 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 the people of God on the earth. So their ministry is not confined to Israel. Their ministry is to the persecuted church to strengthen them and to build them up yeah. and to okay. cause the world to know that our God reigns with the signs and wonders and demonstrations, um, yes. miracles of biblical proportion that will happen that will cause the world to recognize that our God reigns. And I believe that is something that I'm looking forward. I am looking forward to seeing these two witnesses. and. Um, uh, I believe that they won't be strangers to the people of God. Amen. I believe we will know them and we'll fellowship with them. So Praise God. they are um, brothers. Yeah. Um, thank you, uh, Prophet Robert. I want to ask uh, something that you, you know, the last Q&A you did was very interesting because you, with Pastor Andy, where you talk about Sofala in 800, the letter, and then 1884, all those things. 
um, was very, very interesting because I've already heard about Cecil Rhodes. He's actually the son of a Scottish pastor, right? Yeah. And how he helped the Jews. I didn't know the, the helping the Jews. I only know that he, he helped organize the one world government together with the Rothschilds. Okay, that is, and I don't know whether it's that series or the series before you mentioned that when God tells us to go to Goshen, he will tell it to us corporately, not individualistically. And that's the reason why I'm asking, because I think many of us have been, the, the, the world's mandate is take care of yourself, take care of yourself. But the church is a community, a body. So can you uh, share okay. why you mentioned it has to be corporately, God will speak to us to go to this Goshen or the place of refuge? Now, that question is very, very important. Uh, Joel chapter 2, 28. I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. Because that's where it begins. When the spirit comes, that's the corporate anointing that will come upon the body. And when we come into that corporate anointing, we come into a corporate revelation because the same spirit which is operating in all of us will not give us conflicting messages. So Amen. it's a corporate revelation by a people that have received a corporate anointing and through the corporate revelation they're given, they move forward together, corporate relocation by the early church. They were under the, 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 the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Now, the problem today is we don't have what I call the true ecclesia, the true church. We have an organization called the church. We don't have the organism, the living organism, which the early church was. Jesus was the head. Now we have a, we have a Western style hierarchy a man-made, man-controlled church. So they cannot comprehend these things. They cannot understand these things. They cannot receive these things. So you have to just really pray for yourself as you hear and find other people around you that believes the same thing. In other words, God is saying, come out of here, be separate and unite with those who share the same vision. Amen. Then you will be able to pray together with them and when you are praying, the spirit will come and there'll be a release of clarity. I'm talking about clear. This is the place. You show you the place. You'll be, this is in such and such a place. And that place will be exactly the way you receive in that corporate prayer time, in that corporate revelation, because you have waited for the anointing, not the guidance of men. It is the anointing. So that's what's lacking. In other words, if you want the body of Christ to move together, start praying together and waiting upon the Lord together. And then this togetherness will be the one that will really unite you in pursuing the heart of the Father. And he delights when his children are united, when we walk in love, when the brethren dwell together in peace, their God will command his blessing. So Amen. there is a great blessing when we can come together in unity and pray together. 
Now, the individualistic, uh, self-centered, uh, me for me, uh, that's the American church. That's who we are over here. Uh, we, 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 we don't think corporate. It's just not part of the, our culture, not even part of our religious culture. It's a, it's a sad thing because we are hell. Okay, I'll just go ahead. We are Hellenistic. That means we are cerebral, we are intellectual. We are not spiritual. So we need explanations, intellectual explanations, because we moved away from the reverational understanding of the, of the Hebraic, the Jewish people. That's why they, when Moses was going back to Egypt, he said, I won't reason with them. They won't listen to me. They need a sign. Show me a sign, because unless I see the sign, I'm not going to buy it. Now, we are more of Greek thinking that think, oh, well, if it makes sense, it's good. We just want it to make sense. Well, that's why we can't move in the right direction. It has to go beyond reason. We've got to go into revelation. And how do you get there? Praying together, agreeing, and waiting. And the Holy Spirit will come and give you the understanding and the revelation. Uh, Prophet, can I ask one question? Uh, oh, John Rhodes. <laughs> uh, okay, you mentioned that family author is very important. But then, uh, uh, for example, we have all the mm. members who are already brainwashed and then very difficult to convince them. How do I pray? How do I get everybody to move in the right direction? Well, I'll tell you what, the battle is not yours. The battle is his. Um, because in the end of the day, only those whom God has chosen before the foundation of the world. Uh, sometimes the whole, sometimes it's one person in the family, sometimes it's two. You know, it's, 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 it's very difficult to know the wisdom and the, 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 the things that we can't control, we leave them to God. He is big enough to handle those things. Let's stay where we are just obedient to the Lord and listening to him so that the best you can do for your family and those whom you love is to pray for them. If they don't listen to you, well, you're not the first one. It has happened through the centuries. Not even among the Jews, not all Jews are Jews. So it's, it's, it is so important that you realize that you found favor in the sight of the Lord, that he called you and that he didn't call the others. And that this is not about, at the end of the day, it's really not about the family in terms of the biological family. It's about the spiritual family, your family in Christ, those whom God has chosen and put you into a new family his family. It is that family that must come to a place of absolute surrender in reckless, reckless abandonment to God to wait until they hear what they're to do. Then, only then, can they move together. Hallelujah. Amen. See. Praise God. Um, yeah, I do have a question. Thank you. Hello. Go ahead, uh, David. Go ahead. Okay, um, but yes, actually, very much related to you just mentioned. Ever since the, the vaccinations, uh, there were many people died 
if they have not taken the vaccination, I think some would, may survive today. In short, that means it says that they may have died prematurely. So um, I believe that some of them uh, may not have the opportunity to hear the gospel. So can I say that you know, none of them are the elect? Now, this is related to what we, uh, in the Bible, call the predestinations. So predestination and the elect, they are two different things, right? And we also know that in our life uh, uh, testimony, there were people who get saved from the very first time they hear the gospel, but some are the stubborn one may take years. Some may take some knocks in their life to big one big loop before they accept the Lord. So the question here is, you know, in this time where time is so short, how do we know that enough is being said that we should move on to the next one? Well, that is a very important question. Predestination, based upon the foreknowledge of God, because he saw everything from the beginning to the end. So it's not like a forced uh, thing. It's just a manifestation of what God already knew he's on because of his foreknowledge. Now, talking about uh, the, 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 let's say the, the vaccination, uh, the premature death, um, the, you know, the, the disagreements and stuff like that. I think when we focus on the Lord, not on issues, the Lord guides us. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. So I think we, 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 we miss the thing, we become caught up in, a, in an agenda, and that agenda just uh, blinds our eyes to what God is doing. I think the most important in this hour is because we see through a glass darkly, we know in part, we don't fully understand everything that's happening, why it's happening. We know one thing for sure, that God loves us, that he cares for us, that he has a plan for us, that we can trust him and we can walk with him. That is what gives us the comfort. Now, in terms of wanting people to do what we want, that's playing God in their lives. God doesn't want us to do that. He, that's why we're never called to be uh, successful. We're only called to be faithful. Because if I'm to be successful, that means I'm gonna have to force you to do what I believe is right, no matter what, so I'm successful. But God says, no, no, no. It's not about being successful, it's about being faithful. So all we are called to do is to sow the seed, and pray for God to, to cause that seed to grow, and he will. Sometimes it doesn't, it fell on stony ground, and it's not going to grow, it's not going to bear fruit. And God knows all these things, but this one thing we must know is we are responsible, finally, for ourselves. It is our personal, intimate relationship that really matters. And that if we walk with Jesus, people will see Jesus in us. You, they'll be attracted to Jesus in us because our lives are such a light. Now, the way to bring people to the Lord is not a, by a two by four, beat them into obedience, into submission. No, we love people into the presence of God. It's through love. 
that they come in. So we, we love those who are opposing us and rejecting us. And the love of God is keep coming and they can't resist that love. The love bears all things, believes all things, endures all things. So that's the love that is needed. Now, we could be very divisive when we get onto some issues and we miss the Lord. All right, one last question. Uh, Prophet, uh, one Pauline, last Sister Pauline has a hand raised. Uh, Sister Pauline, you'd like to ask a question? Yes, thanks. Hello, Prophet Manwari. I'd like to ask whether the elect and the remnant, are they two different groups of people? Okay. The elect and the, um, say the other one? Remnants. The remnant, okay. The, the elect are the remnant because you cannot be a remnant unless you've been elected. And by election, I, I, I want to I deal a little bit deeper on this thing. Election is not that God predeposes you to be a loss. No, the election we're talking about is many are called but few are chosen because few choose to accept the invitation. It's the, the king sends the invitation to all his friends and the, the people choose not to accept the invitation to the royal party, to the royal wedding party. So every so-called unchosen, uh, unelected, all those people, is they chose not to receive the royal invitation. They rejected the royal invitation. That's why God is not a respecter of persons. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, so it's whosoever, because whosoever means everyone is invited. The invitation has gone out. Now, not everybody is going to receive the invitation. They're going to be too busy with their own thing, with their own agenda. They don't want to, they don't want to go to the party. So they, that's why God wouldn't just choose a person to be lost and then judge them for being lost and not following him. No, God is a righteous judge. That means they're given the same opportunity, but they choose not to say yes. They say no. That's their choice. That's their responsibility. It, our lives are made up of choices. Now, because when you share the gospel with someone, you pray that God will soften their heart and that they will receive the message. But at the end of the day, neither God himself can make that decision for them. That's why everyone has to make that decision of saying, yes, Jesus, yes, Lord. If you don't take that simple step, of saying yes, then he won't force himself into your heart and save you. May God bless each one of you. Uh, Prophet, uh, you Christine, so Christine has a last question. Can you <laughs> let her ask the last question? <laughs> one last question. Okay, uh, Prophet, we are called to fear not, right? 366 yes. times in the Bible. Yes. And uh, we, what we need is to trust the Lord, hear his voice and walk in obedience. And because we trusted him as our heavenly father, so um, that is why we can walk in 
as an overcomer. Amen. And uh, we are called to be about uh, our our father's business. To, Amen. Uh, the will of God is uh, disclosed by Jesus to his disciple that our father who are in heaven, that everyone will hallow his name. Amen. And his kingdom will come and his Amen. will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So um, one of the most important will that uh, we, we as children of God and children of light is to be about our father's business. Amen. And uh, it was told to us that we need to occupy till he's, he comes. And, um, and the business can be in many aspects. But uh, in Matthew 24, 14, it talks about this gospel of the kingdom, not just salvation, shall be preached to the end of the world. And then the end shall come. So can you elaborate on this, the end? Because uh, the okay. disciple asked oh, Jesus yeah. three questions, right? One of the questions is, yeah. when will the end be? So this end will not be the end of the Gentile. It will be the end of the age before yes. his second coming uh, okay. with the saints, right? So after the rapture, we will have seven years uh, marriage supper of the Lamb, and then we will come back with Jesus to rule and reign for 1,000 years. Better, and yeah. then there will be new heaven, new earth, right? This Amen. And earth will pass yes. away, and then it will be new heaven and new earth, and then we will enter into eternity with, That's right. uh, with God, the Trinity. That's right. So uh, right this on. end of the age is, is it uh, after the seven years rapture? Because the wrath of God yes. will be yes. poured out. That is the end of the age. That's right. That, that's very right. Now, I want to emphasize something you said. Um, most important, most critical. Matthew 24, verse, uh, verse 14. Yes. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to every nation, then shall the end come. Yes. The great tribulation, part of the great tribulation purpose is what happened in the early church. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. But the people got saved, got baptized in the Holy Spirit. It, their agapes, which was their love feasts and uh, waiting and having good time, they didn't want to go to all the world. And God caused the persecution to disperse the believers to go where God wanted them to go, which, which is to every people group on the earth. This is so important. Uh, I'm so glad that you bring this up because this is my, one of my hardest, deepest desire. That's why we have this global shortwave radio station Yes, that uh, we're preaching right now is um, right now, right now uh, in Mandarin, uh, mm -hmm. and we get so many responses. We're in Bengali. We're preaching in the in the languages of people because we can talk about end time and all these things. There has to be a practical application, and the first thing that we know for sure 
is that we must bring the kingdom of God to every person, every people group on the face of the earth before Jesus comes back. This is our responsibility. This is why we are still here, because the church has not finished the Great Commission. And in these last days, part of the, the dispersing of people, you know, here where you live in Singapore, the first nation, life is beautiful and wonderful. Who wants to go out of Singapore to the nations, to the poor, to the neglected, the forgotten, the faceless, the nameless? Nobody, nobody. But God wants us to go and take the good news to them. It is why we are here. Jesus left heaven to come to us. And he says, we must leave our little heaven and go to the people. Now we have a, an, an easier way for people to do it. You can do it through WNO worldwide because we will take the gospel to the people through the airwaves, to their homes, in their own language. And shortwave radio cannot be censored uh, because of the nature of, of shortwave radio so that the gospel really does go to the villages, to the faceless, to the nameless. His kingdom will come when we finish preaching the gospel of the kingdom, announcing the, the good news to every person on the face of the earth. And more so now at Christmas time, it's a story about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ to die for us, to love on us. He paid the price. And if, we love the Lord. He says, if, you, if you love me, you must, you, you, you must love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, you must deny yourself and follow me. And take up your cross and follow me. And part of taking up our cross is going where we are not comfortable, where we don't like to go. And doing the things that we, we in our natural self, we like, mm, I don't like to do this. But I have to do it to bring the kingdom of God. Jesus in, Sam in Samaria, they had a great revival, great revival. People were healed. The whole city was turned upside down. They loved on Jesus. And they say, stay with us. He says, no, I must go to the next village. Yes. I must go to the next village. And I say to you, we must go to the next Amen. village. That's his law calling. That's why we're here. All the other things are not important. The most important thing is the cross of Jesus Christ, preaching the good news to those who are lost. That's our calling. May the Lord bless you guys because uh, Christmas you. is coming. Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, we will be together again the first Friday in the new year. Year of visitation, year of unlimited anointing, year of unprecedented prosperity for the sons of God. In the worst of time, the best of times are coming. God is going to do a new thing on the earth. A Goshen prosperity is coming. Those who are prayed up and filled up, they're going to see 2022 to be an amazing year. Of course, Hallelujah. the world will be falling apart, but we're not going to fall apart because we're in the world, but not of the world. We are in Christ Jesus, anointed, appointed, protected, led by the Spirit. All we want to do is do the will of our Father. Hallelujah. For that I say, may each one of you be abundantly, abundantly blessed this Christmas and 
You have family, be bold. Be bold. Don't hold back. Share Jesus openly. That's what this is all about. May God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So thank bless you. you Father, we just want to thank Robert, Lord, Prophet Robert. May his blessing to us be multiplied back a thousand folds to him. Hallelujah. <laughs> if you enjoy this video, do subscribe by pressing this button below. You'll be the first to be informed of any posting that I make. Shalom. Goodbye.